Welcome to The Point Podcast. At The Point, we point high school students to Jesus because we believe that Jesus is better than anything else that this world has to offer. We hope that this podcast is an encouragement to you in your walk with Christ, but that it does not replace the time you're already spending with the Lord. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our awesome high school youth pastor, my husband, Justin Kinley. Hey, what's up, students? Happy Thursday, and uh, gosh, man, Thursdays are always good because I'm just looking back on last night thinking about how it was just awesome to worship the Lord together, to be with one another, and uh, man, I hope that you were there. If you weren't there, the sermon's going to go up on YouTube today. Sorry I preached for a long time. I just, I can't shut up, man. I like talking with you, and um, but man, I hope you go online and watch that today as uh, we talked about how Jesus does all things well, about how Jesus is who the Old Testament is pointing towards. Man, it was just a, just a cool night in the Word, and today, we're continuing to walk through First Kings together, and we're in First Kings chapter twenty-one. And uh, wait, remember, we've been kind of focusing in on this king named Ahab. That's kind of been the the centerpiece around who we're talking about. And Ahab is not a good king. And remember, in First Kings and, and what we're going to see in Second Kings, it is kind of what makes good kings and bad kings in Israel in the north and Judah in the south is this: a good king drove out idol worship, but a bad king invited invited idol worship inside the city walls and invited it for the people. Yeah, that's kind of what makes a good king versus a bad king. And Ahab is the worst king of them all. I mean, literally the Bible says in chapter 21, um, it says this, it says, there was no one who sold himself to what was evil in the sight of the Lord like Ahab, whom Jezebel, his wife, incited. He acted very abominably in going after idols as the Amorites had done, whom the Lord cast out before the people of Israel. And so here's the thing, um, this is, Ahab is not a good king, right? And this is one of those moments where you see just how evil and awful he is. And in chapter 21, there's this guy named Naboth, right? Really cool name. Naboth has this vineyard and Ahab wants it. So he goes to Naboth and says, look, I'll I'll, I'll buy you the I'll buy the vineyard from you. I'll give you a better vineyard, but I want this vineyard that you have. Um, and Naboth says, no, it's like, it's mine. I'm not going to give it to you. So Ahab goes away sad and his wife comes up, Jezebel, who's like, why are you sad? And he says, because I can't have this vineyard. And Jezebel gets this plot together to kill off Naboth, right? Go, go read this in chapter 21 to go kill this guy. And then once the guy is dead and she even does it in the context of having a fast, I mean, it is, you know, we're talking about taking the Lord's name in vain this week in life groups. Like this is taking the Lord's name in vain, right? She has this fast that's planned, all this stuff. It's spiritual thing. And they use that to kill Naboth. And then she comes to Ahab and says, look, um, Naboth is dead. Go take out, go take this field and go take the vineyard that you wanted. And it's this terrible, terrible picture. Elijah comes up and confronts Ahab um, and basically says, look, you're going to die in this field one day. It is just not a, not a good picture at all, but it shows the evilness of Ahab and Jezebel. But in this chapter is something that I I never have heard, uh, honestly. And this is why it's so good to keep reading through the Bible and keep reading parts that maybe you're not crazy familiar with. Because I've always heard of Ahab and and knew Ahab was a terrible king. I knew he was an awful king. I knew he was not someone that you'd want to follow. Like I I knew he was really bad, but I never knew that Ahab did this in in verse 27 of chapter 21. Look at what it says. It says, when Ahab heard those words, and that's the words about uh, Elijah speaking to him about the the punishment he's going to face and all these things. It says, he tore his clothes and he put on sackcloth about his flesh and fasted and lay in sackcloth and went about dejectedly. What is he doing? He's he's really broken over his sin and he's broken over how evil he was been. And he's, he's kind of repenting here. That's what he's doing. These sackcloth and ashes was a huge sign in the Old Testament of someone in repentance. And listen to what God does. 
And the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite saying, have you seen how Ahab has humbled himself before me? Because he has humbled himself, I will not bring disaster in his days, but in his Sundays, I will bring disaster upon his house. So it's amazing to me. Is is now is his sin going unpunished and his sin going undealt with? No, it's it's not. God is going to deal with his sin. But but the Lord responds graciously here to Ahab's repentance, which is just amazing because Ahab is as wicked as he possibly can be. Like he's the worst king, right? Yet God could look at this guy and say, your repentance means nothing to me because of how evil that you've been. But God doesn't do that. The Lord responds to his repentance. It, it reminds me um, in Psalm 51 where, where King David, the, the complete opposite of Ahab, right? A man after God's own heart. He, he says, Lord, you don't desire sacrifices or I would bring it. The, the kind of sacrifice you desire is a broken and contrite heart. The, the fact that God responds here to Ahab, this wicked, evil king, the, the fact that God is moved by his repentance astounds me, right? That, because you know what? It's easy for us to pick on Ahab and it's easy for us to, to point our finger at him. Him, but but bro, we're wicked people too, right? We're, we're people who, who struggle with things, who, who struggle with all kinds of things. Maybe people see them, maybe people don't, but we're evil, wicked people as well. And yet that God would respond to rebellious people like us when we would repent before him, when, when we would turn from our sin and, and mourn our sin and repent of that, God responds to repentance. And he even does that here for Ahab. And that's just an amazing picture because I, I never knew Ahab had this moment. And I never knew Ahab even had a, a slight moment of repentance, but he does. And God's not up in heaven be like, oh, whatever, screw you, dude. You've been, you know, uh, rebelling against me and worshiping other gods. God doesn't do that. He responds to his repentance. And so maybe there's some sin in your life that the man has been secret or hidden or things you've been dealing with. Man, let's come before the Lord today with the attitude and with a heart of repentance, going before God, confessing our sin, bringing it at his feet. And what's beautiful here is the Lord responds to repentance. And we see that in Ahab's life here. Man, I love you. Can't wait to see you this Sunday. I hope to see you in life groups and so excited to worship the Lord with you again. Again, and praying for you as you're with family and friends and your jobs and your teams and all those things, praying that you have an opportunity to share the gospel with someone this week. I love you, and we'll see you Sunday. Thanks so much for listening. The Point is a ministry of First Baptist Church Indian Trail for high school students. We offer life groups every Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock, and we meet on Wednesday nights at 6.15. For more information, you can go to our church's website at fbcit.org.